Welcome to the HR on the Offensive podcast, brought to you by Lace Partners. Welcome to this, the latest HR on the Offensive podcast. This is a podcast designed for HR professionals and focuses on providing insight, tips and guidance on a wide variety of HR topics for professionals in the HR space. We want HR professionals to go on the offensive and put HR at the front and centre of strategic people decisions made in any business. My name is Chris Howard, once again, joining you for the latest LACE um, podcast, and I'm the marketing director at LACE Partners. And today I'm joined by a, a special guest. As usual, I've got our co-founder and uh, managing director with me. I might as well throw him in whilst uh, before we get into our special guest. So Aaron, how are you doing? You all right? Thanks, Chris. Doing very well. Very well. Great to be with you again. Yeah, you love being with me, don't you? You keep coming on these podcasts. I can't get rid of you, but uh, there we go. <laughs> Suckers of punishment, I am. You are. You're a sucker and a glutton for punishment. Um, but we've got, like I said, we've got our uh, our special guest today. And actually, the star of the show is Nazir Ulgani, who is from Facebook Workplace. So, Nazir, welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you for uh, inviting me. I'm delighted to be on the show. Thank you very much for coming on. So we've run a number of podcasts over the last few weeks. Um, we've run podcasts about how the world has been changing uh, as a result of this global pandemic. We're in now, what, month four or something like that. And we've had podcasts on remote working. Uh, we've had podcasts on identifying leaders during times of crisis, you know, what to do with furloughed workers and how to manage the return to the office. But what I wanted to do today is just spend a bit of time discussing the ever-increasing importance of collaboration platforms uh, in this post-COVID world that we live in. And I think certainly for us at LACE and for many businesses that we talk to, these sort of online collaborative tools that have been thrust into many people's lives um, have suddenly become absolutely paramount and really, really important. And of course, that's why we wanted to get yourself on Nazir to talk about um, Facebook Workplace. It's a brand Facebook that's obviously very, very, a lot of people are very, very familiar with. I don't think there's a, many people on the planet that won't be familiar with uh, with Facebook as a brand. But what we wanted to talk specifically about is Facebook Workplace. Um, I must admit my knowledge on Facebook Workplace until recently has been relatively limited. So what I wanted to do is just kick us off by perhaps getting you to talk a little bit about a little bit about yourself and your background. And then if you can talk, give us a little bit of an overview of Facebook Workplace as well, if that's all right. Yeah, I'm absolutely delighted to do so. Um, I'm a bit old school, I guess. I've been working in the world of HR and consultancy and IT for 20 years. And around about 20 years ago, actually, I implemented PeopleSoft and SAP HR. I don't know whether people in HR community out there listening remember that. And um, PeopleSoft went on to become uh, Workday, as you know, because uh, it was sold to Oracle. Um, so I've been working actually with HR directors and executives for 20 odd years. And I moved into um, building a Microsoft consultancy business, uh, which uh, we sold and then built a Google uh, business, which we sold to Accenture, and then uh, most recently worked for Dropbox. So my experience has been really working with big enterprise businesses, with HR, and then in the, in the B2B SaaS. And one of the reasons I, I joined uh, Workplace by Facebook was for the key mission that Facebook has, which is all around building communities. And Workplace is all around building communities for work. And Workplace actually is a tool that's built for HR because what it is most powerful is for connecting everybody within your organization, entire organization, 
even with people who don't have emails, enables you to engage with everybody uh, in the right form, and enables you to get work done. So they're the, really the, the key um, really uh, differentiators of, of workplace. And it's played a, a quite a pivotal role in the last four months, as you mentioned, with the COVID crisis. And I think we'll probably talk a bit more about that as the uh, as the podcast goes on. Definitely, definitely. No, that sounds good. Aaron, I think you've got the first question to kick us off, haven't you, for today? Yeah, no, it's, and it's building, I think, on that point about COVID, actually, which is, and, and Chris mentioned it at the start, we've, we've been doing a series of, of uh, podcasts and, and webinars related to managing and H, helping HR directors manage through the crisis. And, and one of the major areas we focused on partway through as lockdown was kicking in, as, as, as businesses were we're starting to figure out how to take people out of organizations and push them into the home working environment or remote working environment uh, was around engagement. And it was a very big focus at that point. And that point, I don't think anyone really understood that there wasn't going to be a clear cut natural end to the lockdown. I think a lot of people at that point were expecting we would just recover and come back into the workplace. Uh, and, and clearly that hasn't happened. And I think as, as organizations are now settling into the new normal, if that's what you want to call it, or this hybrid of remote working and office working, clearly that's changed a lot of things for, for the ways that people work. And I'm just really interested, given how much, as you say, Facebook workplace is around communities, that's a very different community now that you'll be managing and, and engaging with. And what, what have you seen change? Well, I mean, I think you've mentioned it, you know, um, the big change has been the fact that we have a tremendous amount of people, especially office workers, working uh, remotely. And this change has happened really fast. I think uh, Satya Nadella, the Microsoft CEO, mentioned that uh, this digital transformation has taken place in three months, which was expected to take place over five years. So it's, it's, it's a massive uh, digital transformation, but transformation is also around people. And I think that's where HR have an opportunity to ensure that the processes that we manage as responsibility in HR, whether it's recruiting, onboarding, career development, uh, you know, the, the recruitment to retire is managed effectively because those things will carry on. So initially what we found was that, uh, you know, we, we speak to a lot of uh, CHROs. Um, we spoke to hundreds of CHROs through virtual meetings. And what we have found was that, you know, that the first thing they really wanted to do was just to react with what was going on. They had to readjust. And once they've done that, it's all around how do we make sure that people are engaged and they return to work? That was the top of mind of, of CHROs, and that remains today. And we've seen some uh, organizations who have been super successful in implementing that digital transformation with the current technologies they've had or bringing on board new technologies. But I think we need to build the digital with the physical to make sure a company is as productive and as engaged as it can be. And that's where we're seeing the winners and losers today. You know, whether it's a digital economy, which seems to be winning compared to the physical economy, you know, in terms of some of the other uh, hospitality and other sectors. It's uh, a great point. I think the, your point about the speed is, is, is strikes me every time I talk to the HR directors I'm working with and just the intensity of the period of time that they've been through. Uh, as a as a as a profession over this period, trying to manage people through that that transition and help leaders engage people in a different way. I'm 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 interested in to understand: Are you seeing leadership and managers using workplace in a different way now to engage people? You talked about engagement as one of the major areas. Yes, we are. So you know, we we obviously have you know um, many many. Um, uh, customers globally and what we have seen is those customers are already using our, our platform to connect and engage with all their employees 
they are using it more than ever before. So the, the what we call the monthly actives have increased uh, substantially. The daily actives have increased substantially. As you, as you know, from a Facebook perspective, we have about 3.14 uh, billion people using our family of apps on a, on a monthly basis, which has grown. So we've seen our current customers more on that platform, but we've also seen many, many customers come to us and say, hey, can we uh, adopt your platform to help us to address the COVID crisis because we really need to be able to connect with all our employees. And by the way, they're frontline. They don't have emails because we want them to know what's going on. We want them to, to get the message that we, which is really the, the company uh, message. We want to make sure that they know that we we care for them and there are well-being activities they can be involved with. And we want to train them as well when we, uh, when they come back. So you know, amongst you know the customers we already have, which are for banks and financial services, we also had local governments, hospitals. Fire, um, fire services, police services coming to us to implement workplace to help them to manage and take care of their employees during the COVID crisis. Um, so I think there's a, there's a real sentiment from CHROs and how do we care for our employees? How do we keep them engaged as they work remotely? And this is, on, this, this is an ongoing thing. You know, you have to work hard to keep people engaged with making sure they get uh, the right content and the right project work uh, the right type of in engagement on the platform uh, and that's going to be ongoing um, as we move forward. Mm. I think I wouldn't mind just asking a quick question around integration actually because I think this is it's quite interesting you're talking about this level of engagement and what I've seen certainly through this period are there are lots of individuals and lots of people that are perhaps are having to start using more technologies more often and the result of that is that with a lot of companies, they have a lot of bits of technology. And we were, we did a webinar last week, Aaron, uh, myself, and one of our colleagues, where we talked to somebody who was um, in the, the HR employee experience space. And they talked about how they were using Workday, for example, um, but they were only really focusing on one or two bits of systems because one of the challenges that they had with engaging their employees that don't often use multiple systems is that it can confuse it. There can be a lot of noise. I think it's one of the things that we talked about, wasn't it, Aaron? There's a lot of noise when you've got lots of systems. From your perspective, from a Facebook workplace perspective, how important do you think will technology systems like Workplace and the integration of those with other platforms be in just cutting out a bit of that noise so that people don't have to log into multiple systems all the time? Do you think that's going to be quite a big thing as we start to look forward for what's going to be the new normal and that's that's a that's a great question chris and you know from a hr perspective i think there's a greater demand to make sure that the user experience we give our employees is one that is, is engaging so i think you know one of one of the reasons why workplace has been super successful when we speak to uh, companies who adopt it is because of its usability because we have such high usage of, of Facebook and, and the uh, the user experience is very familiar. It's also mobile first. So, you know, um, it's very easy for them to engage and start working and connecting with their employees. And, you, you, and as you know, other old technologies and legacy systems who are not mobile first, it's very, very difficult to do that. So first of all, I think you need to have a, an application which is mobile first and, and the user experience is key. And we find that, especially in the world that we work in today, because we want to connect everybody within the organization, because we have, for too long, applications just develop for people who sit in an office. 
And I think what this crisis has shown us is the importance of the work that's been done by frontline workers, no matter where they are. And these workers do not have access, do not understand um, the goal uh, or the mission, who, who even know who their CEOs are. So we need to have tools which are simple, mobile first, and allow for this interaction for those employees that did not have access to these tools previously. So, you know, we are, we also have integration with with many what we call best of breed systems, such as such as uh, such as Workday and others, because we want it really easy for somebody to do their work in one on one platform. So we have, I think, we announced nearly, nearly two years ago, fifty integration points. So, you know, for key systems such as uh, HR, uh, payroll, with with your expenses systems to with SharePoint and all those other technologies that enterprise would use. So it makes it easy for the person to carry on working and be really collaborative and productive in that environment. Yeah, I think that's really important, isn't it? I mean, if I think about myself and my own life, I don't want to have to remember billions of passwords and billions of logins. And I don't, I want things to be integrated. And particularly, I thought it was really interesting what you're saying about the different types of people, the different types of personas that work within businesses. You know, you've got people that will work in organizations that are on the front line, working in shops, working as engineers or whatever it is. And then you've got the likes of the head offices as well. So being able to to apply and be able to be relevant to all of those people by that mobile first approach is, is certainly interesting. Aaron, I'll, I'll open it up for you now because I'm doing far too much talking as usual. <laughs> it's fine, Chris. No, thank you. I, it, I, I'm struck on a couple of things, actually. That whole discussion, we, we've spent years with HR directors watching the evolution and helping them guide them through the evolution of putting employee experience first and moving away from efficient HR processes for the sake of efficiency in HR to those employee-centric ones. And as they were doing that, and as organizations have moved down that route, the question raised its head, which is what's the way in to those processes and how do you get consistency and the work days and success factors and so on have tried to lead the way on that as HR systems. I think I think one of the big things for me is that the whole COVID event has meant that collaboration platforms and uh, community platforms like, like your workplace now really are owning that space because that has become yeah. the normal place in which an employee engages with either a manager or the business and gets their information. And, and, and therefore, I think that, you know, when we're looking and talking with clients now around their work, their route into their systems, they're starting with that, that discussion. They're starting with a discussion about, around community platforms and engagement platforms as their way in. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, you know, we, we talked about what has changed over the last, since, since the COVID process, and we talked about digital transformation being you know, the, mm -hmm. the key one. Another one is, you know, is leveling of, um, a leveling of access to systems and what's going on with the organization than, than never before. Because, you know, now I think we understand and we are working much harder in ensuring that people are connected no matter where they are within the organization. And, and these individuals, you know, from our experience, we work with many large organizations across, across the world, may never meet their manager or their CEO, may have ever just seen one poster regarding or posters in their, in their shop floor with what's going on. And people realize the, the importance of actually connecting everybody, making sure we build a community because actually they have a great deal of value to add. That's yeah. where a lot of the ideas can be can be generated. And I think that's a fantastic thing. And it's one of the reasons why I joined Workplace, yeah. really to help to build community, to help to identify people who are doing great work, no matter where they are within the organization, to recognize them, to get ideas from them, because you're only as, as strong as every individual in the organization when you actually get gathered all their, all their knowledge and all their ideas. 
And, and we're seeing a lot of that actually with the companies that we work with. You know, the boardroom has recognized the importance of actually connecting everybody and the value of, of doing that from when idea, gen, idea generation to actually mm -hmm. making sure they understand the mission and also training people for when they, when they come back. And, you know, quite recently, I don't know about you, but the, the, the transparency in the boardroom is, is, is so critical given this current environment. You probably yeah. have heard and seen Hayes Travels founders. And, you know, and I think they're a fantastic example of a of, of, of leadership who is transparent, uh, who is fair. And, you know, no matter what happens, I think, to this crisis, they'll, they'll come out as, as a positive organization to work with. And it's, it's showing those, those types of organizations. So what we find is many organizations that embark on implementing workplaces of platform to connect everybody want to have a transparent organization that does want to connect with everybody because they want to try to change the culture. Another good example that I have is BT CEO. I, th I think the BT CEO um, put together a video at, at the start of this uh, crisis because there were concerns that people will be made redundant uh, within his organization. He said, no, that's certainly not going to be the case. We definitely need our organization, especially the engineers. Actually, we're going to hire more people. In fact, you know, he gave a bonus, I think, to, to their employees and they increased the salaries of some of their people just to show, actually, this is, this is, this is who I am. I understand what you're trying to do. Uh, and this is the, this is this is the impact I want to make, and that's just fantastic leadership, I think. So these transparent leaders who want to break down silos, who want to connect with everyone, get close to their business, uh, I think are, are going to come through as, as the winners through this crisis. I, I think it's a fantastic point, and I think the other, I think there's the whole transparency for leadership into being available and more human in the approach in the organisation. That's definitely one of the big things we hear a lot, Chris, isn't it, when we're doing the webinars about the, human, the, the, the humanization of leaders. But I think it's also a big element, of, which I love about the platform, when we've got a couple of clients using Workplace, that is, it is also the peer-to-peer -peer communities. It's those sub-communities that appear in the organization. And I think if you're going to embrace this kind of technology, it's not just about a transmit and a transparency of your leaders down into the organization and allowing them to hear information up. But it's also that that, that, that that horizontal connection, isn't it, in, in, the, in the organization and those surprise communities that just appear in your organization that really embed your, your culture. Yeah, it is. Actually, um, there was a, a LinkedIn post by one of our customers quite recently, a company called Pladis. I don't know whether you um, have heard yes. of them, but they... They've got a lot of brands and McVitie's actually is one of their one of their really great brands, and they've been using a Workplace for, for a couple of years actually. But the CEO uh, Salman Amin, he actually went live for the first time a couple of months ago because he ah. recognised the importance of actually across 150 locations they have to, to actually do the Q and A with uh, with all of his uh, organisation and making sure they feel part of that community. And now they have sort of virtual biscuit break sessions too. You know, and another good example of uh, it would be with, with Telefonica. So we've, we've been working with Telefonica, Telefonica for a number of years and he would uh, often go live with, with the results um, uh, for their performance. And um, last year, I think he, at the end of the session, he said, look, can you come back to me with one suggestion that you would have, one change you would make for us to be a better organization? He got a thousand ideas back and their steering group reviewed all of them and they actually realized that we need to change our strategy. Just think how you would feel, you know, if you send a suggestion across and your CEO and your steering committee are reading it and, and you want to be involved, you want to contribute, 
And that's the type of organization you want to work for, I think. And I think more and more open uh, leaders like that who want to connect and uh, makes people who join the organization feel that actually it's an inclusive society. Uh, I think it's a positive thing. And we're seeing, we're seeing so much more of that on, on, our, on our platform. We have the Walmart CEO and, and CFO um, you know, um, going live to somebody from Virgin. It could be your, your manager because they want to connect, they want to understand, they, they want to learn. So implementing a solution like Workplace, it, it is a platform, but it actually does change the culture. And you've got to be willing to allow people to work and talk and give you ideas. It can't be a one-way thing. It has to be something which is reciprocal. Yeah, uh, so very good. Sorry, Chris. Oh, we've jumped over each other then. And I was just going to say, just as a quick one before you go on to your bit, Aaron, do you think that's because people are almost seeing the backgrounds and the real life's lives behind that? So you've got the Walmart CEO possibly in his house. And do you think that's had an, one of the reasons behind it? Yeah. Whereas before, you know, you might be sat around in a steering group, big boardroom table, and you're asked to put across your ideas. And perhaps it's, some people can be a little bit more intimidated by it, but you know, you can see my house, you can see the weird sort of stuff that I've got in the background, that's my wife's clothes and all of that nonsense. It, and it's like, it humanizes us a little bit more, doesn't it? It, it, it does actually, yeah, it, it doesn't. Uh, yeah, uh, I, think, I, think you're, I think you're right, it, it, it does. And you know, we, but we are seeing so much of that authenticity coming through. And you know, some organizations want to, um, implement workplace and you know connect with all their employees and increase engagement because that is they want to amplify their culture you know people not as i think uh, aaron you mentioned we're going to be in a hybrid work environment i totally agree you know we have head office and the companies are now also thinking about remote offices local offices mm -hmm. then you got home working or remote working and we have to figure out a really good way of of, of managing that um, so I, I think it's going to be super crucial that we get that right. And organizations understand that we need to engage with people with these modern technologies and we need to make sure that we do go live or have have the right sort of groups um, to get your work done, uh, right groups about hobbies. There's one organization that we're working with, one of the largest uh, breweries in the world, um, based, in, based in Europe. And... You know they have over over a hundred thousand people uh, on on the platform, and one thing they did was actually was create one group for the COVID crisis, but because they wanted to have one group where they can communicate to everyone around the world what was going on, and then they mm -hmm. were able to tell uh, the, the people what was going on locally, and what was so great and what many organisations are doing is talking about and sharing stories about how they are trying to address COVID crisis in their in, in their locality, you know, what is it the company is doing? What is it that they're doing? How, how can they support each other? And that's been tremendous and, and quite uplifting, I think, during these times. Um, you know, we have some in industries who are working in, in the telco space or in the health space. And I think it's, it's uh, even in the banking space, and they all have great stories, how they're helping their customers, how they're helping to overcome this. And, and celebrating that success is, is super important. And, and a platform uh, like Workplace enables you to do that. It's interesting, isn't it, because you spoke earlier about the speed of the crisis and how quickly it hit and how quickly people had to respond in their digital response. And, and I just think about the platforms that are out there in your, and, and, and Workplace and I suppose what you just made me think about there is just one of the great things I think that has helped those organizations that have embraced this technology is the ability to the instantaneous sharing of things like success stories. This is the, and, and just how quickly that communication just is 
permeates through the organization compared to the traditional organizations where you may you know, spend weeks trying to distill out a communication and get the wording perfectly right and then sending it out in various formats that may or may not be read on email and so on. There's just an instantaneousness nature to uh, to what, what you're doing. But again, it comes back to that cultural shift, right? It's a big part of the cultural shift of embracing these, these products. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's you know, rapidly uh, accelerate the, uh, you know, the consumption of, of technology beyond, you know, our, our wildest dreams, I think, the last um, three to six months, uh, which I think is, is, a, is a great thing. I think it, it's a great thing because, you know, some of the feedback we get from um, CHROs is actually, um, you know, before people weren't sure, many companies weren't sure whether people could be productive working from home. Mm. And I think technologies today, the feedback that we get is actually, it's proven people can still be productive, sometimes more productive, not everyone, but most people can be. And because we actually live in a much uh, smaller world than what we think, given the technologies that we have today. So, and I think it's a great thing what technologies enable us to do, because otherwise I think it'd be awfully more difficult to be productive and you know to to be really successful working within your team and helping your organization through this uh, challenging times if we didn't have it yeah do you think then that do you think that uh, we've seen a lot more innovation from all of the collaborative tech providers that pro pro provide the same sort of services or, or you know that workplace workplace does as well do you think there's been more innovation over the last six months as a result of it do you think that innovation was just naturally happening and then let's go crystal ball side time which is the, the next question which i wanted to ask which was around what do you think the the space looks like in 12 months time how do you think these platforms are going to evolve so i think there wasn't there was some great technology that was available uh, and and now it's been adopted more uh, there's no doubt that um, you know those some of these companies are innovating we're seeing a lot of innovation from from our customers i was speaking to uh, uh, the ceo of money penny um, a couple of weeks ago joanna swashen and she was talking about that fact that they created some bots uh, which they uh, shared with their employees to get a sense of how they feel honest burgers and when another one of our customers built more bots regarding uh, allowing people to understand what they will receive for the furlough pay. So there's a lot of bots and technologies integration and, and new capabilities being uh, developed by, by companies trying to address their particular concerns. And I think this innovation will grow because as we, as we would all agree, um, the current crisis is gonna go on for some while uh, in, in different forms. I mean, maybe, maybe some returning to work and people, some people will return to work much earlier than others, but it's going to go on for, for a while and there will be a lot more uh, innovation. You know, in terms of the future, I think in, in, in the long term, I, I do get a feeling speaking to many organizations that there will be a bit of a hybrid model. Uh, I don't think people will be going back to work fully for, for some time. And we need to figure out a better way of actually enabling people to work and speak to other colleagues in different locations, being virtual or not. And what we've been doing at, at Facebook and Workplace is trying to ensure how can we build a platform or a solution which allows that remote presence. So makes you feel that you're actually working in your office, but still working in a productive way with your colleagues, whether it's, you know, whether it's by using VC or using other sort of collaborative productive technologies or word processing technologies. How can we make that more of a seamless experience? And I think we're working hard towards that because I think this is definitely going to continue. Um, I, I, and, and we are going to be hopefully at the heart of this uh, in the future. That's a fantastic point, Nazir. Thank you. And I just want to bring it back around to one of our early discussions. We talked about 
you know, for us, this is about HR directors. That's what that's the audience we talk to. It's the group that we have most interaction with as an organization. And, and I've always found that a lot of the, the people we talk to pre-COVID, these kind of collaboration platforms, the community platforms, for the most part, were seen as IT platforms. They were they were introduced into the organization maybe as part of an IT strategy or by a, a forward-looking CEO. Not that embraced by HR, but I think as we've gone through this process, as we've seen a lot of the cultural change going on, as we've seen the ability that these have to influence everything from helping new joiners start who may never have met a manager before and land or getting the feel of a culture or belonging to a community and the importance of that. I've, I think it's very much squarely moved these tools into the remit of an HR director and it's just, it fits with them. And I think there's a lot of people who will be listening who, who may not have these yet, who may be thinking as an HR director, well, what's my starting point? What do I look for? What makes this a good thing? And I, I just wonder if there's any, any tips you would give to HR directors out there who are, who are recognizing the importance of these and thinking this is now in my accountability to do something here is for the business. What should they be, what should they be thinking about? What should they be looking for? Well, well interesting of Aaron, I think, you know, from, from our experience, the companies that we work with, our sponsors have always been HR, the CEO, and maybe internal comms. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very, very rarely been IT because what we have found is that what we are doing by connecting everyone, giving everybody a voice, it's very much a cultural change and something that needs to come from HR and the CEO. There's got to be a, a need, a, a compelling event to do that. And when we started work with RBS maybe five years so five years or so ago when they were in, under financial challenges and where the CEO wanted to break down the silos of all the various businesses, um, yeah. or, or we work with a lot of organisations that are trying to you know go through a massive transformation program and they want to, everybody to understand what that what that involves. So I, th I, I, I what I would ask that the HR exec to do is, is speak to the CEO and understand what are the big initiatives that you're working on and how could engagement platforms like this help you to implement that change? Yeah. Because that change is a cultural change when it comes to a you know, you know, group-wide level and you need a solution like Workplace to achieve that. There's no point sending out an email to 40% of your employees telling them what's, what, what needs to happen. You know, Get everybody on the platform, share a video, share the mission, get them engaged, run polls, build posts, build groups to make it happen. So that's what I uh, that is what I would advise any HR person looking into a platform like this. It's 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 a massive change for an organization to uh, uh, enable everybody to have a voice, which is what workplace does, even to those people that don't have email. That's why it has to be a HR CEO and internal comms all bought in. Obviously, you know, you need to have security and IT involved to make sure the solution that you have um, meets, meets their needs as well, but it's really led by them. Mm. That's a really, really good point and actually a fantastic point to uh, wrap up today's podcast because we are pretty much coming up towards the end of the show today. It's been really, really great talking to you, Nasir, yeah. and uh, thanks again to Aaron for helping me to fire our questions across. Hopefully, you haven't been, uh, hasn't been too bad getting two of us pinging questions at you constantly, but it's been a joy to have you on. Thank you very, very much. If you'd like to subscribe to this podcast, you can do so via iTunes. We're also on Spotify as well. Uh, we're 
here on TuneIn as well. You just need to tell your Alexa device to search for uh, HR on the offensive. That's pretty much it from us today. We've got uh, more, some more podcasts coming up from you. As I said before, every single Thursday, we have a different podcast. So looking forward to the next one. Nazir Ulgani from Facebook Workplace. Thank you very much for, uh, for joining us today. Thank you very much. Have a good day. And, uh, and we'll see you again next time on HR on the Offensive. Thank you.